Hello everyone, welcome to a new podcast on IT experience. I'm Usman Sindhu with ServiceNow Product Marketing. In this podcast, we'll bring to you a wide variety of topics concerning IT organization and leadership. For today, we are talking about IT's role and expectations while recovering from COVID. What will a post-COVID-19 world look like for CIOs? And for our very first podcast, I have a pleasure of welcoming Khalid Kirk, who is a research director for Deloitte CIO program. I've known Khalid as a friend, a colleague, and a mentor. Khalid, welcome to ServiceNow IT Experience Podcast. Thanks, Usman. It's a pleasure to be here. You were telling me earlier that this is the longest you have stayed home in a long time continuously. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was calculating the other day. This is, uh, in about two decades, this is the longest I have not traveled. Uh, in, and so, yes, this is a very unique time for all of us in many ways. <laughs> yeah, I remember while I was at Forrester, uh, you know, you, you were a busy man and uh, you were one of the most um, asked and desired analysts while there. So you definitely did. Uh, you, you did a lot there and you were very busy. So that's, that's great to hear. Um, now, you had an amazing career in general. You were a CISO, then you went to into Forrester, led a team there as a research director, then now you're at Deloitte. Tell us a little bit about what keeps you up, what keeps you going and excited about all this. Yeah, I mean, I think we we all have this this um, desire to uh, to to drive um, significant impact, and uh, and and I've been very fortunate and lucky uh, to to be in roles where I've been able to really drive significant impact um, across uh, organizations. And what better way than technology being the core of a lot of it? So. We just happen to <laughs> happen to be in an area that's moving really, really fast. That's moving really quickly, and is uh, is driving a lot of impact across organizations. And that's really what uh, keeps me going: is uh, how technology is fundamentally transforming and shifting organizations um, into a. a uh, a, a world that uh, that's very different from uh, where where they all grew up, and so again, we are at the cusp of technology really transforming our whole society, and uh, uh, we as technologists tend to be at the center of it. So uh, that's what keeps us going: is there is no dearth of excitement and uh, change that uh, uh, that we experience, and so we're we're really up for it. And a person like me who is uh, really up to taking on uh, complex challenges and uh, driving significant impact. This is just kind of the ideal position and ideal uh, field to be in, uh, which is driving impact through technology. That's great. And it's mutually beneficial to all the, um, you know, all the stakeholders and all the customers and inter- enterprise and tech companies, obviously. So um, thanks for all the, all the great work. Now, um, Pinging back to your comment about technology transforming societies, you guys just released a report on 2020 Global Technology Leadership uh, Study, and plug to all listeners to go out and uh, grab this free report. Um, it's a great, uh, concise report to, uh, to look at what global technology thinkers are thinking about uh, transforming their organization. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today as well. So 
With, with in that report, you know, you're talking about that before current disruption, this COVID-19, technology leaders were still expected to be change agents. And what it really means is delivering growth and help their organizations navigate through uh, the change. Now, COVID-19 thing just accelerated that expectation. Is that right? Yeah. Um, so we just just a little bit of context. We've been um, capturing the, the the change in leadership um, role for CIOs and other tech leaders for almost a decade now. Um, and specifically around five years ago, we started to document what types of CIOs um, are there and tech leaders are there, and how are they driving change and impact to their organizations and. This year in point in time, this again, the, this is a global survey, um, roughly 70 countries, 1400 global leaders that we talk to in order to un- understand what are some of the things that they're thinking about, what is top of mind for them and how they view their role. And what we realized, and this was, this was pre-COVID, uh, right before COVID, we kind of wrapped up our research. And what we realized was that many of them were pointing to this notion of um, a change leader. And, and again, uh, the idea is not that uh, you're not uh, ensuring that your operations are running effectively. All those things are, are important and necessary for any CIO to keep the lights on, to make sure tech ops are running um, efficiently, effectively, uh, to understand the business, to support, to be the partner, et cetera, et cetera. But really what was different this year was the expectation of board members, of CEOs, of CFOs, and others that we want our technology leaders not just to be uh, a partner, but a leader that's, that's taking the organization in a, a, a digital world. And, and really the expectation, I mean, interestingly, CEOs said that more than CFOs, uh, more than COOs, more than any other C-suite executive, all of them combined, in fact, we want our technology leader to drive transformation in our organizations in the next two to three years. Um, And that's really what the essence of our report is, is that all of the COVID stuff really accelerated uh, the the role of the CIO and, and elevated the role of the CIO into not just a functional leader, but a change leader for the organization. And uh, we call them kinetic leaders in our report, but what we've discovered, which is really interesting, is that um, companies that are outperforming their competition tend to have, um, are more likely to have kinetic leaders, uh, which are more agile, which are more nimble, which um, are not just uh, focused on um, on delivering uh, value to the business, but but focused on delivering value in a really fast, agile, resilient manner. And that's really what the crux of the report focuses on. And, and to your point, it's accelerated since we've collected the data and, and, the, and done the research at the beginning of the year. We've seen that report play out really significantly across the globe. I love this uh, title, Kinetic Leaders, um, or Kinetic CIOs, amazing. And it, it all, all actually goes back to what ServiceNow is seeing as well. And you know, we hear our CEO, Bill McDermott, talks about this a lot, that companies wanting more speed, 
efficiency, growth, and, and ultimately that I and vision for innovation is not altogether gone, although you would think that in these times when you know, it's all about keeping the lights on, um, companies are not thinking about innovation. So, but you know, there are good glimpses of those still remaining, and I, we hope they'll still keep going. Now, your, your report talks about this whole growth uh, mindset and also innovation in it as well. Now, how would you describe this, this innovation being related to growth while uh, you know, companies are still struggling, right? I mean, when the yeah. um, workforce went back, went to remote, right? Exclusively, like 100% for many enterprises, um, you know, they had to shift and they, you know, they had to evaluate their plans if they were ready to support this huge influx of remote workforce. That's just one example. Uh, but in, in the midst of all of this, they're still thinking about growth and innovation. So how does this add up? Yeah, that's a great question. And, um, and I'd say um, as I engage with CIOs these days, there's, um, there's those who had invested over the last few years in building an agile um, organization. So our, our own CEO in CIO, for example, had, I mean, was talking to them and, 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 and our, our IT organization has invested significantly in over the last three years on virtualization and, and similarly others have. And, and those uh, investments in business continuity in virtualization and uh, your ability to uh, kind of recover from disasters quickly, all those investments are paying off. Uh, and then there are those who, who, who had to catch up. And, and they did it um, actually uh, really admirably. And many of the CIOs I talked to were pleasantly surprised how smooth things went um, as they shifted to a virtual environment. But what is interesting is that the mindset, the growth mindset that we talk about in the report is a personal leadership trait. And if your mindset is focused on only responding and recovering, um, you are actually missing a huge opportunity. And the opportunity, as they say, don't let a crisis go to waste. It's not, not that you wanna, uh, you wanna benefit from it in some undue manner, but with the, the idea is to, this is not gonna be the last crisis that you face. And so figure out and, and make sure that you're creating um, practices and processes that allow you to be resilient, to be agile, uh, to respond to such things in the future. And this is an opportunity where uh, your leadership may be much more amenable to, uh, to investing in those types of capabilities. So it's an opportunity for you to really drive agility and nimbleness. Now, where growth comes in is, is a mindset thing. As I said, you need to look beyond respond and recover. Um, when we talk to our clients, we're talking about three phases. Um, that you, you start with responding. Um, that's the immediate response, things that you need to do, which is virtualization, remote work, making sure all your employees are productive, et cetera, et cetera. Most of the organizations are over that. The second phase is recover which is how do you create ways where the new norm starts to become uh, the norm, uh, where you're starting to make decisions around how many people, when we do come back, um, are going to come back into the offices and how many people continue to work from home. I, I know a lot of Silicon Valley companies have already said that 
their workforce is going to be remote permanently, right? And so, um, again, we're talking to a CIO uh, who said we've got several thousand offices across the globe. I don't see all of those coming back up. Um, and so you got to start to be in the center of those discussions around what is the future of work look like for your organization? And then lastly, uh, you need to start to think about the thrive phase, which is the third phase, which is as you start to become accustomed to the new norm, how do you create ways where you are actually even more productive. You are actually even more efficient. How do you add automation? How do you add robotics? How do you add uh, your ability to drive new business opportunities in, in this digital world? Um, and so that's really what you need to focus in terms of your mindset. And some of the CIOs I'm talking to are still um, focused on growth and customers and agility as the primary ways of continuing to invest. Many of them have flat budgets um, and some of them actually have increased budgets, but they're reallocating those across um, their, their domains into uh, digitization to drive digital uh, transformation projects and to focus on customers and growth uh, much more significantly. So that, that'd be my suggestion is, have a mindset of not just respond and recover, but think about thrive and how does the new norm become the norm where you're actually able to get more benefit and value out of the tech investments. And once again, I love this mindset, growth mindset, and also the, the ability to thrive. And um, it's a lot of great examples. I mean, obviously we're seeing it from our customers who are forward-looking companies, uh, but also, you know, I, I just have to look in, uh, into our backyard, our, you know, our service now IT operations, our CIO, Chris Beatty is, you know, one of the leading CIOs and he, you know, he, you know, the way he's been able to uh, address both IT and business needs and ability and able to sort of set it up, um, you know, from the get go. And you know, we, you know, we had no issues when the you know, workforce went remote uh, or uh, it was just a pretty smooth operation. All the business vertical applications were working. So, um, I think it's, again, you know, how you prepare yourself, as you said, Khalid, um, you know, over the years to, to be ready. And, and it's a continuous journey, so to speak. But there's also an element into all of this is about skills. Um, you know, you need to obviously at any given time need to have right skills to execute uh, the plan. And, um, and, and also one thing I heard from your report was that, um, you know, skills might be changing a bit, you know, in the past, uh, you know, now we consider um, IT's skills to be technical um, and that's what they, their forte is. But, you know, because of things changing so rapidly, maybe there's another aspect or the dimension of the skills that need to acquire as well. Yeah. And again, this is a trend that's been accelerated. Um, we're already starting to find savvy CIOs look for soft skills a lot more than technical skills. And their argument is very simple. Their argument is, I can always tell a person uh, who has the soft skills, I can teach them the technical skills, but it's very hard to, to teach a, a very technical person the soft skills. And, and what they argue for, um, a lot of, again, our data is pointing to this, is that the three skills that bubble up to the top in terms of the biggest um, uh, kind of increase in, in those skills that's um, requested by CIOs is the three skills that can bubble up to the top are creativity, emotional intelligence, and cognitive flexibility. 
And all of those skills are really, if you look at it, are collaboration and growth skills, right? And so cognitive flexibility allows you to sit in somebody else's shoes and not be stuck on, hey, this is my solution and this is the only way to do things. Uh, Try to understand what the problem is and then find creative ways to solve that problem. And by the way, as you do that, you'll have to collaborate and interact with people outside of technology and therefore emotional intelligence plays a big role in that. And so what CIOs and other tech leaders are saying is that those are the skills that we're hiring for. And, and, and by the way, if we all realize the half-life of a skill is about five and a half years today. So in about 10 years, a skill that you learn today in about 10 years is going to be obsolete. So if you're going to have employees for life, uh, if you are going to have long-term employees in your organizations, then you have to figure out ways to allow them to learn, to create opportunities for them to do learning in a way that they're able to uh, do it quickly, they're able to do it efficiently, and move to these skill sets. Um, I mean, in talking to many of the CIOs, many of them are saying that about a third of their workforce is not equipped um, with some of these skill sets. And they're starting to figure out how to really reskill and retrain and, and reimagine what work looks like for that third of the people that are behind the times in terms of those skill sets. And so it's going to be a big shift for many, many um, organizations. And that's what uh, we're recommending companies do is look at their skill sets and see if your operating model and skill set supports that agility and nimbleness and, and responsiveness that we keep um, talking about and are able to support the growth mindset. Yeah, that's very interesting. Now, there's a lot of talk about resiliency. It's a big topic, right? Yeah. Um, and your report also um, covers that. But one thing is that we're learning as well is, um, it, it, you know, it's, it's not just about business continuity or disaster recovery. It has a much broader meaning. For instance, uh, it could be, you know, resilience to fulfill your customers' daily needs. You know, how much you're automating day-to-day tasks and how resilient are you to uh, keep your services running that are very critical. Like one of the things that we also learn from our customers is that, you know, they are focusing on a lot, lot few applications, but they are very business-critical applications. Like the CIO of Amex would say that, um, you know, I only care about the Amex mobile app right now, right? And if that's been running, um, that's what my core, um, my core worry is about. Now, how, so how do you use this resiliency aspect today to prepare for tomorrow? I think yeah. that's a very valid question that comes out in your report. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think, um, as I said, it's, it's really resilience. Uh, resiliency is a broad term that, again, in, in the past, we've just focused on really the business continuity and disaster recovery element of it. I, I think uh, this, this crisis has, has bring, uh, is bringing forth uh, a, a, a really a realization that resiliency is about your ability to, re- to be responsive to the changes, um, the, the changes that the business is experiencing and, and being able to 
adjust very, very quickly. And, and I mean, the whole reason we coined the term kinetic leader is that that leader never rests, never stops, right? And, 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 and there is no end to it. The change is a constant for everybody. And a kinetic leader always needs to be on the go in terms of looking for opportunities, looking for responsiveness, nimbleness to the changing market conditions. And uh, with this crisis, I think a lot of companies are realizing that, yes, they may have the right business continuity and disaster recovery plans in place, but having the right leadership that has a resilient mindset that is responsive, that is nimble, that is agile, that is focused on really changing and adjusting. And, and some of these things are, are hard, right? So if you're spending 60% of your budget on keeping the lights on, you can't reallocate that budget overnight, right? But you, if, you're, if you've got most of those investments in cloud apps, maybe you can, right? And so cloud then becomes not just a, uh, a security or an efficiency or an agility play, but also becomes a resiliency play. And so it's, it's, it's making those decisions to make sure that you're, you're responsive, you're agile, and you're nimble, not just for this crisis, but for future crises as well, is really important. And that's where a kinetic leader is not going to wait for others to tell them what to do. They're on the go. They're always looking for where the change is and how to really benefit from it, how to really respond to it and how to really gain value from it for their organizations. And that's really the essence of a resilient leader. Again, we've pulled together a framework for a resilient leader on our COVID-19 website. Uh, we talk about that um, all the time. Our CEO has kind of uh, developed a, a mindset um, for, for resilient leaders that uh, we talk about a lot, but that's really the essence of, of resiliency. That's amazing. Um, yeah, so for all the listeners, uh, do check out that web page. And I also want to put a plug for ServiceNow's um, efforts there as well. Um, you know, we've been uh, working on deploying a number of applications during COVID. And actually now it's mostly about post-COVID. So as, you know, America and the rest of the world goes back to work um, in their, uh, quote-unquote, normal work routines, if you will, slowly. Um, you know, you, you check out these resources for yourself. Now, Khalid, we are coming towards the end of this uh, session today. So why don't you leave um, the listeners with a few parting thoughts, some couple of key takeaways for them? Yeah, I mean, I just have one parting thought. And the thought is, think about this. Um, this, this COVID crisis has put the physical world um, almost to a halt, brought it to a halt. And every leader in the organization is expecting the digital world to take over and, uh, and allow them to, uh, to operate at a level that they were before, in fact, sometimes even better. And, and so to me, this is an opportunity of a lifetime for tech leaders to start to think about how they can start to uh, step up and be viewed as not just a functional leader, but a leader that's responsible for driving the future of the organization, the future of work, the future of workplace, and the future of workforce, right? Uh, the future of work in the context of automation and robotics and figuring out how to really create te technologies that allow your wor work to be done differently and more productively, future of workplace 
where they're making decisions around virtualization and, and you may not need as much office space. You may need a different culture and you may need a different type of uh, kind of employee and customer engagement strategies and so on. And then lastly, um, future of, uh, of the workforce. Um, you are going to have the opportunities to try to create new ways of learning, new ways of virtual ways of, uh, of training and reskilling your workforce. And so tech leaders are at the center of it. And this is an opportunity of a lifetime for them to, uh, to help their organizations prepare for the future. As I said before, this is not going to be the last crisis. And so use this opportunity to step up as a leader that is a change leader for the organization and use the skill sets that we've gained over the last few decades. Uh, we are no uh, strangers to change. And so uh, let the rest of the organizations know how to really deal with it and thrive um, in the context of this change. Great. So folks, according to Holly, this is an opportunity of a lifetime to lead the change in the future. So um, you can follow um, everyone, Khaled, in the, um, the Deloitte page. Um, and um, Khaled, once again, thanks for being my guest. It's always a pleasure to, to welcome you and talk to you. And uh, we'll continue to follow your research and hopefully get you back here again. Sounds good. Thanks, Osman. Really, really great talking to you and always a pleasure. Thanks, Khaled. And for all of our listeners, thanks for tuning in. If you have any in interesting ideas, topics, or even speakers for this podcast, do reach out to me on LinkedIn or usman.sindhu at servicenow.com. That is all for now. Bye.